Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm here with a most wonderful guest, Jamie Lerner. But before we get into Jamie and the ever-loving presence of you, I'd like to remind you of an invitation that I've extended previously uh, to join me on Tuesday evenings. I've had some questions around Tuesday evenings and what is this sacred living lab experience and what actually happens there. And what actually happens in these Tuesday evening experiences is we identify our, our spiritual gifts, our, our God-given strengths that were brought with us. We learn to connect with our highest self and bring that through. We get acquainted with our God squad and we learn how to tell our energy from the energy of someone else. And so if you're a highly sensitive person, you will definitely appreciate these evenings and come out of it with skill sets that will serve you well for the rest of your life. So Tuesday evenings, you can register at bit.ly slash spirit talks one. The event happens at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's only $10 to join. So I'll see you there. Today's guest, yay, Jamie Lerner, is the co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Presence of You. She puts a fresh spin on just about everything that anyone brings her way. Her unique and masterful ability to reframe even the most difficult situations is astounding. All of a sudden, your biggest nightmare becomes your biggest pleasure as she lovingly helps you shift through the contrast and find the small opening of light that quickly becomes your greatest jumping off point for clarity. Unassuming and reassuring, and seemingly without any sense of ego, Jamie Lerner is able to put everyone and everything at ease. She's an asset to any corporate setting, and she is easily able to untangle the issues at hand and move right along into helping facilitate a solution-based platform for creative, productive, good-feeling collaboration and change. Jamie Lerner can most often be seen working with individuals, children, adults, and couples, as well as small groups. She never positions herself as the expert of anything and is always reminding you that it is you who knows best for yourself always. Welcome, Jamie. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And going through the bio, I'm reminded of just how much we have in common. <laughs> because one of the things that I frequently tell my clients is, yeah, it looks like a shit sandwich, but there's a diamond in there. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so I know you've gone through a lot of things in your life to get to the point that you're at. Tell me a little bit about the before part of your life, before you really became clued into the fact that we are amazing, powerful beings in these little tiny, apparently detached bodies. <laughs> so um, I, I think that we all come in that way, for sure. And um, I am really 
was born with a knowing. And once again, I think we all are. And it was so clear to me, my own voice, um, from the very, very beginning. So the thing was that um, I was so clear about my own voice that I really was uninterested in hearing the voices of others. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately, I grew up in a family where there was a lot of permission to kind of be who I was and to, yes, and to express, you know, whatever it was that I was feeling or thinking. Um, And the time I grew up was in the, you know, I was born in the 60s and my parents were very proactive and our home was a revolving door of international people from all over the world. So it was really an interesting time to yeah to be um alive and especially to be born into the family that that i was that is wonderful (laughs) i've had several guests who've had lovely upbringings like that and then they get out into the world and there's a little shock that happens (laughs) Uh, does that resonate with you (laughs) well it does i was a very very rebellious uh, child outside of my home. There wasn't much to push up against inside my home, but outside of my home, I really was, um, I think, uh, very um, outspoken, yeah. to say the least. So, <laughs> Is there a particular incident that comes to mind when you look back on that time? You know, I think I was always like calling out the, the truth as like truth. And so I was not the child that... Um, most parents wanted their children to be around and yeah. teachers found me difficult. And um, I think that I was not, um, <laughs> I, I think that the thing that I learned over the years is to be more um, appropriate with my so-called truth and observations. Yeah. And um, I, I so would love to, <laughs> I would love to run your your soul contract because I have a feeling you've got fives in there and probably more than once (laughs) because fives are are the truth speakers and they they walk through this world going, that's bullshit, that's bullshit, you're lying to me. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because I think my perceptions of everything when I was small was accurate for them. And then as I learned to really harness this uh, ability to know so much for myself, I think it became clearer to me that when others are not knowing for themselves, that's when it is seen as bullshit or yeah. untrue. So, um, and then you become more compassionate about what that really is. Yeah, because more often than not, it's not so much that they're lying to you as they're lying to themselves as well. Yeah. And they're not even knowing that knowing is an option for them. So, yeah, um, my difficulty, I think, for half my life was being so connected to myself and yet not having the connection with my own mother. So she was, you know, physically present, emotionally not present very supportive about whatever it is I wanted to do and encouraging, but emotionally I could not get her attention in any way. Um, So 
there was a lot of confusion for me around that. Like, how could I be so connected to me and yet not be connected to the person who brought me into the world? Yeah, the, um, the person who biologically, socially, we're told this this is your closest ally. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's what I, I think spent mm, three quarters of my life so far working out. That yeah. became very clear about that. And so. <sighs> so tell me a little bit about um, when you realized that this was a challenge in your life? What's kind of the earliest moment you remember that disconnect with your mother when everything else was so lovely and connected? I don't remember a time when I wasn't aware of it because it seems so, um, it seems so unusual that I couldn't work it out. I think that that was the problem. Like everything else was so clear and yet that something so fundamental, like I couldn't like figure out what this was. And I think in the early years I thought it was me, but I, I knew it wasn't me. And that's where I think I had real clarity, you know, instead of playing that out in relationships and doubting my worth, I, I knew, I mean, I, I just knew this is not me yet. What is it? So I think the ability to unravel it and over the years become clearer and clearer as I became older and more mature. And then my interest in psychology and studying and going to school, I think all that was really helpful. And in the end, what I realized was that this amazing woman could not be connected to me because she was not connected to herself. Yeah. So, you know, the book, the we wrote together the ever-loving essence of you is in dedication to my mother. And right when she transitioned, that's when this book poured through me. So it was really, um, I feel so appreciative to have been born to her, from her, um, because there was a constant reminder to me to stay connected to myself. Mm, that's beautiful, because so often... We start out connected. I know I was quite connected when I was young, and it was like trained out of me as I was coming along. And so it's beautiful that you had the ability and a reminder to remind you to remain that way, despite what society would like to feed us. Yes, and I am a strong believer that we choose our parents before we come to this earth. So there's often a gift and whatever that is for most people. Exactly. There, there's a reason that we picked these people. I'm also yes. of that same philosophy, being a, a soul contract kind of person. Um, you know, we, we choose the experiences we want. We choose the souls we're going to come here and have these experiences with. And it's interesting because people receive that information in very different ways. Some people are like, oh, 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 that's wonderful and empowering. And other people are like, oh, you're telling me that I can't be a victim because I chose this. And, and they find it, what I want to say, marginalizing. Like it, it takes away from the experience that they chose the experience, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Because yeah. I, you know, most people prefer to be victims. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and society right now kind of rewards victims and victim yes, behavior. Yeah. It's true. 
And just because you chose it, it doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't take away the, the struggle. It doesn't discount any of what you're going through. But it does open the door for what I want to say, picking up for choosing your response to what's happening, taking responsibility, if you will. And then that's so powerful when people can step into so that. So powerful. Yeah. And I, I know I went through my own victim mentality in my youth. And I remember the first time I, I was working with this amazing psychologist who I think had a much broader understanding than most psychologists do. Uh, and she encouraged me to take responsibility for things that I looked at. And I said, but it's not mine right? And I discovered that when you choose how you're responding to something, it gives you control over it. As long as you're saying, it's not mine, I'm a victim, it has nothing to do with me, you give away your power in the situation. I think that's true. Yeah. So, was there kind of a formative moment in your life where you went, hmm, I'm really different from other people? I think that I've always felt different and not in a way that I'm in any way better. Mm -hmm. But I've always felt like I always chose like the, the path that was, I think I was way ahead of my time actually. So it, it never really mattered to me that I was doing or wanting or being something that was so different from others. Now, I know a lot of people, if they've been through a lot of stuff and the, the old souls have a tendency to kind of like stack on the t-shirts when they're planning their lives. It's like, oh, I want that t-shirt and that t-shirt, that t-shirt, because everybody can relate to all of this. Uh, but we get down here and it's really dense and it's really intense. And, you know, the victim stuff is, is reinforced and we're encouraged to be victims and to give up our power and to see it as not possible for someone to change. How is it possible for people to transform their lives? And I don't want you to answer this right now because you're going to answer it when we come back from the break. Okay. <laughs> So if you're out there listening to us, I would invite you to look back through your personal history. Look back to those moments that are heavy, uh, the people who've been particularly challenging. Um, spend a little time with your pen and paper over the break and just kind of note down the areas that maybe you want to look at a little differently or explore a little differently, think about a little differently and We'll pick this up when we return from the break. So hang with us. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. 
How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Jamie Lerner. And before we went to break, I had posed a question to her, which is, is it really possible for someone to change? And how do you go about doing that, especially if you've been snowed under uh, with some amazing, emotionally intense events in your life? You know, I, I don't know if we change, but I think we shift. And when we think about shifting, it's gentler. It, it seems a little more effortless, but change is big. And for most people, they have developed this story about their life, and they practice the story over and over again, even if it's true or not true. And they become so invested in this story that the whole idea to change it is just, it's too much. So the idea of maybe shifting a little bit from the story you're telling to the story that maybe you would like to be living, I think to offer people that option is helpful because most people don't even know that they have that option. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to know that you can feel different about where you are and where you want to be going um, than you do. And that's a lovely option also. Yeah, I like that. I know I invite my my, uh, clients into change frequently. Um, But I've found for myself that if you make it, what do I want to say, a little lighter and more in the form of, a, well, let's try this. Let's test this and see how it goes as opposed to I'm making a change and this is how it's going to be. <laughs> it's a little easier to go, okay, I can, I can put my toe in the water. I can try something a little different. I can try on a different version of myself or a different way of being and just see. Yes, and yeah. that does, it feels a lot better. Yeah, exactly. And if you like it, hey, we can always try it again, right? And if you don't like it, check that off. (laughs) Yes, and then just go back to where you were because that's okay too. Exactly. Well, and there's always a reason that we're in the places that we're in. And 
you're in that place until you're done being in that place. It's interesting, but there's no going back because once you've shifted into moving forward, then you realize that going back really isn't an option. So um, it's nice to know that you can have that forward moment. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I know for myself, as I've gone through different shifts in my life, to, to use that language, um, when I discard something and I step back to where I began, it's not as comfortable as when I left. <laughs> and so there's always a little more momentum to say, okay, well, let's experiment with something else then. <laughs> as opposed to just staying where I was. So when you work with someone to shift their story or look at it differently, how how does that process work? Well, first, it's good for them to know that if they choose not to shift, but make a conscious choice to stay where they are, that's as powerful as shift. Because yes. I think it's not where we are or what we're doing, but it's how we're feeling about the whole thing that really is the most important part. Um, and I think when people understand that, they also feel a little bit of relief. Um, and they also feel a little bit of fear because they have to own it and choose it if they're going to stay in it. So. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was talking to another guest the other day, and she was talking about um, she had written a bunch of stuff on cards that she wanted to release, and she got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm, yep, this one I'm going to burn it and let it go. This one I'm going to burn it and let it go. And she says, you know what? I thought I was going to come back with no cards, but in the end I decided to keep a few. And that's great. And she says it was so empowering to go, you know what? I'm keeping these and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think the power of choice, um, I think that's, that's really, really big. Absolutely. Um, and personal responsibility because people don't end up working with me unless they're interested in at least dabbling in personal responsibility. Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So, do you have uh, what do I want to say? An, a story of someone who's fairly dramatically shifted their story? I know a lot of us like to think, oh, it's this amazing overnight thing, but I, for myself, I've found it's always a series of, of smaller choices. Well, I think that it is. It is a series of smaller choices. Um, but most people don't even know what they want. So to begin with, you know, what, what do you want for yourself? That's a huge question that most people don't even know that they can ask themselves, yet sit and think about what those answers might be. Um, and I think that's where it all begins. Because when you buy into that notion that you literally create your mind based on your thoughts, and what you're wanting for yourself, then, you know, so, yes. Yeah, I think I that's big that. for people. I've found it's sometimes hard to get to what you want for yourself until you've cleared away the stuff that you know you don't want. 
in terms of, yeah, like making a list and going, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want the other because that's all, that's always the big rocks that are sticking up out of the desert. You know, it's true. You ask people all day long what they want and they tell you all day long what they do not want. The interesting thing is when you focus on what you do not want, you create more of what you do not want. So, well, yeah, you don't want to dwell on it, but like as a first stage, it's like, okay, get all of the big rocks out of the way. What is it that you do not want? And then you got something you can push against. It's like, yes, okay. No, I think that's true. But once people realize that they have created what they do not want by thinking about what they do not want, then it gives them a little bit after they laugh about it. A um, little momentum. <laughs> yes. To start thinking about, oh my goodness, if I created all this because I didn't want it, just think what I can create because I do want this. So that that is helpful. And we laugh a lot too. People that work with me, we spend a lot of time laughing because I believe that that's a great way to reconnect with yourself and to give the whole process some levity and to make things fun. And it moves things really well. I, I know with work I've done in the past with clients you know we'll we'll sort through these like deep mother wounds we'll get down to these fears of like death and annihilation and this kind of thing and it's after we've dug through all that stuff suddenly we can laugh about it and it just lifts and it moves away yes that's very helpful yeah that's amazing how wonderful laughter is and how healing it is so how do you how do you keep your quote-unquote vibe high? How do you stay in a space of purposefulness and passion and positivity? Because, you know, we all have these mornings where we wake up and it seems like everything is just like falling over and going south, the, the archetypical bad hair day. <laughs> um, I'm very disciplined in the sense of when I get up in the morning that I spend time with myself. Downloading or receiving from the universe. I feel like I'm open to receiving messages and I receive them. And my mantra is all the time, how can I help? Like, the universe using me as an instrument for love and for peace and for healing. And how can I help? That's beautiful. What I realize is the only way for any of us to be helpful is to have self-care first, that we need to nourish and nurture ourselves into connection as much as we can so that we are available to unconditionally, with two hands, assist others in whatever they're needing. And oftentimes that assistance is just to be present. Mm-hmm. And so I start there and I try to maintain that throughout my day and focus on things that I really appreciate in my environment or in interactions I see with other people. But it requires a discipline of focus of thought. And um, and I think especially these days, it's been more challenging now than probably I can ever remember. So... Yeah, but it works, which is why it's a great investment. Absolutely. So if someone's thinking about 
making a little shift or doing a little experiment with having like a morning spiritual practice, whether it's meditation or yoga or just sitting quietly and communing with their higher self. How do you recommend beginning to shift your pattern to make space for that? I ask people to just spend 10 minutes in the morning with themselves before they do anything for anyone else. And for people who have not done this before, 10 minutes seems like an eternity. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> 10 it really does. It, minutes. Yes. And then I ask them to tune into the mind chatter because that's probably the thing they're going to hear first and foremost. And then I ask them to start laughing uncontrollably because probably the mind chatter that they're hearing is so unkind and so untrue and so ridiculous. And probably those people would not speak to another human being like they are speaking to themselves. So that is a really good place to start, Um, just to become aware of what you're thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the first time I sat down to meditate and I was highly motivated to learn to meditate because I was trying to learn it in order to help control a chronic pain condition. And I sat down and my brain was literally like this caged squirrel. <laughs> I, before I sat down, I told you I'm not thinking anything in particular. And I sat down and it's like everything I've ever forgotten to do and all this is bullshit and you're never going to learn this and it did blah 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 I I got to the end of my my time that I had allotted for it and I got up and went oh this was a bust but yeah keep at it it gets better Yes, well, what you realize, so when you break it down, is how ridiculous it all is, because none of those things could be true to the extent that you're actually beating yourself up about it. So, um, Exactly. Well, and I was one of these people who would awfulize, and so it's like, oh, my husband's late for work. Oh, he's probably been in an accident, and, and he'll be crippled for life, and oh, will end up destitute, oh, and I mean, all of this you know, it's just a crazy string of events that I would build one on the other on the other and to the point that it was ridiculous. There's actually a great practice for that for people. And I think there's a lot of people that take themselves through those um, worst case scenarios often and create a lot of anxiety for themselves. Mm -hmm. I ask people to take themselves to the very end, the worst possible outcome. Like just go right there because once you do that, you feel so much better. Yeah. And and anything else that happens <laughs> is is an improvement over exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's very time saving. <laughs> a, a little bit of what do I want to say perspective that I was given around this. I, have you read any of Sean Aker's stuff? He he does happiness oh. research, and um, he made a very valid point that has kind of stuck with me because when I would do this sort of thing, I would tell myself I'm being practical and realistic. And honestly, anything I'm projecting about the future is extremely unlikely to happen, whether it's something good or it's something bad. 
And so why am I spending all this time on the bad stuff? I could project good stuff about the future. I could think good things about myself and it's equally valid. It's equally realistic. It's equally practical and it's equally grounded. So, hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's a great point. I think though for most of us, we have to reprogram ourselves yeah. to that place um, because especially people who watch the news, mm. read the news first thing in the morning, um, that becomes an almost impossible task. Yeah. So to interrupt that pattern and to do something different, I think is helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you can always go well, back. Well, by the it. time I was exposed to this, I stopped watching the news yeah. and reading the newspaper and that kind of stuff. Because I find I get the news of the day by osmosis anyway <laughs> from the world around me. So why do I want to jump into that with both feet? Yes, I um, think that's a good point. I love that. I love that. Well, I asked you earlier about your favorite transformation story, and then we got off on a tangent. So I'm going to remind you that you still owe me a favorite transformation story when we return from the break. So if you're out there listening to us, hang with us. If there have been any little thoughts or tidbits that have come out of this uh, conversation that are useful to you, take this time to make a note of that, just writing that down makes it stick in your mind so much better and hang with us we'll be right back with more good stuff after the break we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the wonderful Jamie Lerner. And she's going to share a story with us of her favorite transformation. So um, I often um, work with clients who are victims 
of one kind of abuse or, or another, yeah. sexual abuse. Was, uh, you know, um, uh, and it's so fascinating to me when clients can get to the point where they can think about what happened to them back then. It was usually something that happened when they were small from their adult here and now perspective because they're not small anymore. As a matter of fact, these women are very powerful. They are um, amazing people. And it is really only because of what had happened to them then that they are who and where they are now. And I think that those are such difficult shifts to make for people who have been um, violent in any way. And yet the transformations are astounding. And it also breaks the chain for them because they are so clear, consciously clear, that their children will not be um, a part of that system anymore. Um, cycle. Yeah, that's yes. Yes. Well, and I've noticed that once you've been through huge, profound trauma, like comes with a sexual violation, for example, um, and you've made the shift, you've made the choice to come out of that, and all the growth and the steps and the determination that goes with that it's like you've been lifting really heavy weights for years and when you come out of that you are so profoundly powerful and you are so amazingly unstoppable because of what it took for you to not just survive through that but thrive after that Yes, and there's a lot of forgiving that goes along with that, forgiving of yourself first and foremost, but then forgiving of the person that was the violator of you. Not that you will communicate with that person or that you'll have a relationship with that person, but you are no longer holding that person in, um, in such a way that you're holding your breath. And I think that that is a huge release and relief for people. Yeah, so. it is a huge release. And I love that you addressed some of the major myths that go with this idea of forgiveness. It doesn't make it okay. It doesn't mean you have to be in relationship with them. It doesn't mean you have to communicate with them in any way. But it does release you from your prison. Absolutely. So yeah. That's beautiful. Um, what... Back to forgiveness. I know this is a challenging one, especially in our society where we're supposed to hold blame against people for years and years and years and resentment. Um, do you have any tips for someone who's going through that process and who's struggling around the forgiveness side of things? You know, I think that when we hold people in our space, that we don't do ourselves justice because those people don't deserve to be in our space. And it's our choice. Like you invite people in at this point in your life or not. And so the idea to not invite that energy in, to not carry that 
person or that harm or whatever it was with you. You are so worthy of a not. And I think that that is really helpful. You are forgiving yourself. And forgiveness of self is really letting go of the other. What about someone who's sitting with a concern that if I forgive, I might end up in the same situation again down the road? Forgiveness is not forgetting. There is a difference. You can forgive and you'll never forget. But you hold yourself in such high esteem, that could never happen again to you. You are so worthy of your own self-love and your own knowing and your own trusting of yourself that you could never go back to that again. Yes, because you're listening to your, your inner yes. guidance, your intuition, and respecting that. Yes. That's beautiful. What are some other tips that you would share with uh, folks out there who are looking to create a shift for themselves and maybe are struggling with that shift? Well, I don't think we can do anything with resistance. So if you're struggling to do it, give it up. But if you can find some ease around it and you can find a way to just do little baby steps, one baby step at a time, I think that that's helpful, and do it for yourself. If you're trying to change or shift for somebody, give it up. It's just not going to work. There's, I think that we, when we're in alignment, which is a big one, but thoughts and feelings is one, that we can really um, do anything, and we can do everything, and the outcome is very successful. So I think resistance is... Um, it never works in that place of resistance. I love so. that. Um, I know a lot of people, myself in the past, have been included in this, that the whole idea of giving it up means that I, I won't ever get to where I want to go. Well, giving it up means just for that moment. It's kind of like when you're convinced that you lost something like your keys and you look for them everywhere and then you're frantic and you're in a frenzy and you get yourself all worked up and you can't find them. When you walk away and you just give it up, your keys are right there. So sitting it's, in the middle of the bed spread exactly. <laughs> you've walked so, past 16 times. <laughs> so I think that's a good example of giving it up momentarily so that you can... <laughs> Uh, get back to it quicker. <laughs> I love that. That's an amazing example. Um, let's talk about this this give it up and surrender thing because many of us, myself included, are very type A people and giving it up kind of smacks of failure. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, I don't think there's consequences for anything, and I think there's only outcomes. Mm. So I like to think of a desirable outcome or an undesirable outcome. And so if you're doing something and it isn't working, then clearly that's an undesirable outcome. So like you would say, I invite you to approach it in a different way for a more desirable outcome. Sometimes it's just the language that we use around any problem or issue or um, just soften the tone. 
just often the words um, creates an opening to move forward towards. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. So how is your work coming out into the world right now? How can people engage with you? What, do, what are you offering? Well, I have a website and everything about me and all my services are on there. And um, I have a service called um, the Quickie, a lovely texting option. And that actually came out a few years ago, well before COVID. Um, but it's very timely now because people are finding that they don't have the privacy they used to have. Um, being able to kind of, you know, talk with therapists online or Skype. And so texting has been really a brilliant way for people to, um, to reach out and, to, um, yeah. Yeah, get the support that they need in the moment. That's lovely. Yes, yes. So... Um, that's actually one of my favorite services that I offer. I love that. And you brought a gift for the listeners today, too. What is that? Yes. Um, I am giving away 15 minutes of quickie texting time. Nice. And it is on the website. You can click on there. And yes. um, Lovely. If you would yes. like to connect with Jamie over her website and take advantage of the 15-minute quickie, <laughs> Uh, you can go to sovereignself.media and she will be up at the top of the list of speaker gifts out there. You just exchange your email address for access and you can reach out and connect with her or any of the previous um, guests that we've had on the show. So it's been such a pleasure to have you with me today, Jamie. Would you have a couple of words of wisdom you'd like to leave with our viewers or listeners technically? (laughs) Um, know yourself trust yourself and love yourself oh it sounds so simple (laughs) (laughs) and it's powerful I love that thank you so much and it's your birthright it is absolutely your birthright thank you for joining us here today Jamie Thank you for inviting me. And thank you to all of you out there listening to us. Um, I'm so honored to be here serving you. And I so want to hear from you. Uh, If you have a, a particular episode you love, if there was a particular thought that dropped through that's been important to you. I would love to hear about that. If you have people you'd like to hear me talk to or topics you'd like to see covered, I would invite you to drop me a quick email at askzofia, that's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co and just let me know because I love hearing from you and I really adore serving you and I'd love to serve you better and until next week Lolly Lolly the unicorn what are you doing here I've got five minutes left I don't have enough show to fill the slot what do you suggest great suggestion I can do that I'll give them my reclaim your calmness now toolkit I created this earlier this year when COVID hit and everyone was going through these dramatic changes 
but I find people need this even more and more as they go on because the ramifications of what's going on right now in society just keep rolling on and rolling on and you never know when there's a a paper tiger an actual tiger that's going to jump out at the bushes at you and totally hijack your your thought processes and your emotions and it's useful to have a nice simple way to bring yourself back into a functional state because unless you need to actually run away from a tiger or a mugger um, being overwhelmed by emotions isn't terrifically productive uh, they're amazing mem messengers but when you get all the messengers hogpiling on top of you that's not a decent situation so I created this toolkit to help you identify who they are process them through and get yourself back into a functioning state in as quick a time as humanly possible without skipping over any steps without like repressing stuff that's going to come back up later and bite you in the butt so i've got this lovely toolkit it comes with instructions it comes with guided meditations it comes with a reminder that sits on your phone so that you can very easily access and go through this process it's, I kept it simple, I kept it light, so that it can be fit in where you need to fit it in. And as a side note, you don't have to do the whole process at the same time. You can do the stop the overwhelm, step one, right now in the moment, get yourself back together in a matter of minutes, and move on with your day. And then you can revisit it in the evening, or when you have breathing room to complete the other steps of the process to clear the emotions out and to process them through so you end up in this wonderful centered state so that is what i would like to share with you for being a loyal listener for hanging in with me and to make up for me coming up a tiny bit short on content today so thank you so much for that suggestion lolly oh you're out of here bye and thank you my listeners, so much for being here with me today. You can go get your gift at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash calmness now. Uh, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-A-L-M-N-E-S-S-N-O-W. And I guess now I'm free to go here. Until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.